bitches bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. And I'm Erica. Guys, happy week after Thanksgiving. Thanks. We had a little break. Yeah, we did have a little break. It was it was nice, but there was a hole in my heart. I know. I missed you guys. I missed you guys too. Um, how have your weeks been in the past two weeks? Well, well, uh, Bailey. I've been watching Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. Still. Still. <laughs> and it's very drums because uh, one of the underage that cheerleaders. Drama? Yeah. Okay. Dramatic. Dramatic. Okay. Um, one of the underage cheerleaders. Like under 21, not yes. like 16. Right, right. She's like, I think she's like 20. Mm-hmm. She was caught cavorting with, of course, the, the players. And I feel like I mentioned this last time. No, it hadn't yet? happened yet. No, I think you might have, I don't know, it might have happened, remember. or else you mentioned it in, like, a chat. Yes. So, anyway, it was very dramatic, and so she resigned from the team, but then she was out with one of the cheerleaders who is of age, and that cheerleader was supposed to be the squad leader, and then she got cut from being the squad leader she's allowed to be on the team, but she was, like, anyway, last night in the episode that I watched, it was very dramatic. But it was, she got, <laughs> she they, got demoted because yeah. she was hanging out with someone who got booted off the squad well because she brought the underage cheerleader to the bar with her with the players oh yes yes they were together they were together i thought you meant they went up separately and reddit is very upset reddit is like jenna brought holly to the bar and so it's just it's very dramatic i don't Um, i don't know why this surprises me but there's a reddit Oh, yeah. I know. I just like Reddit. <laughs> you the admit internet, Reddit. The internet really cares about the Dallas Cowboys trade. Yo, Reddit has um, has a forum for everything. I know. Yeah. I, that's why I said I don't, I'm not sure why I'm surprised. It just surprised me. Anyway, they know all the scoop, though, that you don't get to see on the show. But I'm interested because, uh, and we're going to talk about this later in the episode, but Jerry Jones, who owns the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders in this last episode, was getting, like, in, I don't know what they call it, I want to say indoctrinated, but that's not the word, but, like, brought into, like, the Hall of Fame. Inducted. Inducted, that's the word. (laughs) Anyway, so I wonder if next year in the Dallas Cowboys they're going to address the racism issue because they did have to address it a couple years ago when one of the cheerleaders dressed up as Lil Wayne in blackface for her Halloween costume, and they had to have a conversation about Things that are appropriate to put on social media. But they didn't address the fact that she was in blackface. So, anyway. You can't hear mine and Erica's faces right now. (laughs) We're stunned. I mean, Uh, I don't expect them to cover that issue just because, obviously, they don't know how. Why are they running this like a finishing school? Oh, it is. They do. They do run it like a finishing school. I'm like, you're finishing adults? Like... Well, yes. You know? And... Like, for example, sorry, but, I mean, I'm just thinking about... Okay, (laughs) so the squad leader cavorted with somebody who's not in the squad anymore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And granted, yes, it is a situation that that could lead to... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or it could not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, there's only so much you can baby people. 
I feel like the reason... Also, they're paid garbage. Well, exactly. They're paid garbage, and they have to pay for their own, like, hair and makeup and beauty, and they... And I was watching them practice in, like, 94-degree heat last night, and none of them broke a sweat, and I was like, what are they doing? What is their trick? And they always... They have to work out in full makeup, even in the gym. Like, they have to always be camera ready. Yeah, but, this is this is very finishing school yeah, to find a man. I, kind of I idea. feel like the reason they're not allowed to cavort with the players is because they're trying to avoid sexual harassment. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, so, yeah that's exactly why. Yeah, it's so, legal yeah, and yeah, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. I understand that rule, though. Like, because <laughs> players and cheerleaders, bad thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, the idea that a 20-year-old can't go to a bar, really. Yeah, underage. Yeah, well, but she can be in the bar. A lot like, of the times on. in America, you can actually be underage to go to a bar and get, like, a wristband. Exactly. Right? Well, I don't know, but Jenna, the girl who's still on the squad, the one that was the cheerleader, I didn't realize that, like, it was, it, it's like, if you're a squad leader, it's like being the, the head of the whatever. The head cheerleader. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, I didn't realize it was like that. Ready? Okay. <laughs> And she said that she feels like she's being continually punished and it's not fair. And then Kelly Finglass, who runs the whole thing, was like, you know what? That's the wrong attitude. You need to have an attitude like a rookie. Like, you're grateful that you're even here, let alone not leading. She said, what if you're not the king of the mountain? What's going to happen then? So, you guys, it was, like, really dramatic. I almost didn't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start following Jenna on Instagram so I can see what she gets up to. Oh. Because mm-hmm. oh. they all have Instagram. You can follow them all on Instagram. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I am. Okay. How are you, Erin? Um, I've been very stressed. Oh. I've been watching a lot of baseball, postseason baseball. Yes, you have It's been, been very stressful for me. Mm-hmm. The Yankees and the Nationals both went uh, five games in their, their respective division series. Hmm. The Yankees made it out. The Nationals did not. I didn't even know there was a team called the Nationals. Neither did I. I was just like, the Nationals of... Oh, yeah. Washington, Washington. Oh, that's what they're called. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's better than Redskins. The Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, as far as Washington <laughs> names go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so that's just what I've been up to. It's been a lot of baseball. It's been a lot of stress. Um, what else? I don't know. I feel like that's, that's mostly it. Yeah. You know, worried about the state of the world. You have an ombre lipstick now. I, yes. So I, I've started wearing, like, a red lip with a little bit of an ombre with a black lipstick that I mm. bought for a theme party More people need to be thing. rocking the ombre lip. The ombre so, lip so is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, I don't, I can't do it. But, like, people at work just don't. <laughs> lips are too thin. They just don't appreciate it, so I'm like, okay. So you're like, I'm wasting, I'm wasting my ombre lip yeah. on you motherfuckers. Yeah, so <laughs> I haven't been doing that lately. Oh. Yeah. I've also uh, solidified my skincare routine, which I feel really your good about. Your skin looks great. Yeah, your Thanks. skin does look great. Thanks. I'm going to post about it on my Instagram later, on my Insta story. Okay. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Erin, E-R-I-N dot G-E-E. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, okay. Um, where am I in everything now? Okay, so I'm redoing my website myself. Nice. Um, it's been somewhat frustrating and cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's not in my color dot com. With a U. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, also, so my business is picking up. So we are. So I'm going to be on a social media panel、Ooh. on Wednesday night at eight. On、awesome. Rogers TV. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Called TV makeup too. Oh. Yeah. Honey, yes. <laughs> you know, you know, I have to. I have to. I swear, I'll break out the Rihanna for that one. Yeah,、oh, I was gonna、yes. say, are you gonna? Yeah. Fenty Beauty. Let's、represent? just do a Fenty Beauty. Yeah. And、um, so yeah, and it's、um, so I get to be the social media expert on、awesome. this panel. So.、Um, Basically, I'm just going to talk about branding and social media and how you can make it work for you and how you can promote yourself and because I truly believe that eventually we and I don't know if people notice this now, but we are all media platforms、yeah. in some sort of way, and、mm-hmm. I just you know there's a way to. Maneuver yourself that way and maneuver your brand that way. So those are the tips that I'm giving.、Um, and so we'll post the information. Cool. Yeah. 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 And I return to News Thirteen Ten on Thursday.、Ooh. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and so, Bailey, you're going to be at、uh, Schmooze Fest in Ottawa. Yeah, I'm going to be at Ottawa Schmooze Fest on the twenty sixth. Tickets are still available. That's where you get to like network with like people you should know, and Bailey's、yes. one of those people. I'm a person to know. Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, I won't just talk. You are a person、Cooler. to know. I feel like I feel like we're all people to know. Yeah. I'm really proud of what we do. Okay, sorry, I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> <Ew> . Whatever. <laughs> I'm all feelings. I'm all in my feels、sure. right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, is that a cat? You know. <laughs> It's a, it's I think it's、time. a bit. The, oh,、yeah. by the way, I'm still on keto, y'all. So it's been four and a half weeks, and I am just like, okay, this thing is like riddled. It is like the amount of shit I get done now. Oh my gosh, it's like, it's everything is just task oriented and something to do, and you have to put it together, and and it, you, it's like I'm more productive and I'm more energetic and awesome. It really is. The clarity of mind is amazing. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They can be all sprightly. Oh goodness! <laughs> all right. Feels at the same time. Let's get into it.、Okay. All right, fine. This week in feminism, <laughs> our first topic. Well, it's got, got a little bit of a metaphor here.、Mm-hmm. So, just like every boyfriend you've ever had or partner you've ever had who just wants you to move on from whatever it is you've been mad about, Roger Goodell just wants us all to get on. From the national anthem controversy. Yeah, he's over it. And just like every time you've ever been mad at your partner for a very good reason, such as you know for a continuing, ongoing issue in which you've told them time and time again about like you know hang up the fucking towel for fuck's sake. You know it is about respect, not the towel. Yeah, the towel is a metaphor for respect.、Mm-hmm. And you are righteously not ready to move on because you have yet to see a change in the behavior. Yeah, literally me most of the time. Yeah, and even more to type when White America and ESPN, for that matter, is with Roger Goodell in that they just don't want to keep talking about this national anthem thing. Just like when your partner, when they're like, "Are we still having this conversation?" and you're just like, "Exactly. Why the fuck?" Don't you get it? 
Fortunately, Jamel Hill from ESPN is the person who is losing most in this national, national anthem controversy. Uh, on October 8th, the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said that if any of his players were quote-unquote disrespectful of the flag, they would be benched. Jamel Hill noted on Twitter that this puts his black players in a bind and said, if they don't kneel, someone will see them as sellouts. She also commented, as someone who comments on sports for a living, mm -hmm. that if Cowboy fans or any other fans watching uh, disagree with uh, Jerry Jones's approach, then they could boycott any of the advertisers of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, basic color commentary as a sports personality. Yeah. Uh, the response from ESPN was swift. On October 9th, Hill was suspended for two weeks. Uh, the Association of Women in Sport, whose literal job it is to stand up for, well, uh, women, women? <laughs> women who work in sports media, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have yet to comment on this issue and actually have said outright they have not provided comment. Yeah. But yet, at the same time, they tsk-tsk-tsk yeah. Cam mm -hmm. Newton um, for saying stuff about females in yeah. sports. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones has said that players aren't allowed to be disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and as Bailey said, you know, she saw him on her favorite show this week. Yeah. And uh, he's like a super old white guy. So, well, just I so everyone knows. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Um, and uh, Roger Goodell has also said that as a league, uh, the NFL believes that players should stand for the anthem, uh, despite several weeks ago also saying that the league supported the players' First Amendment rights to free speech. Um, and at the upcoming meeting of the NFL owners, they will be discussing the option of imposing rules to force players to stand for the anthem. That's crazy. I can't. I feel like they surely to God can't make players stand for the anthem. I don't know what the NFL Players Association has to say. Well, now that. you know why they need a players association. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like mm -hmm. when I was in school, there were kids that would leave the room for the anthem, and they didn't stand for it. And I feel like that's fine. Oh, right, because you were in America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we used to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and some kids didn't stand up or do it. The Pledge of Allegiance. I still know the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> wow. After, like, almost 20 years of living in Canada, I could still probably recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. There, I have many, many thoughts. And I don't know what to thought. <laughs> I, I want to say bravo Donald Trump. Like, I really, really want to say this. Because think about it. Like, at the time... I think this came out, he had just lost on healthcare. Mm. Yeah. And decided to weigh into it and totally switch the subject yep. around. It mm. is brilliant, actually. That's his talent. Brilliant or yeah. accidental, not, not no, sure. No, I think it's brilliant. I think he did that. I think every time he weighs in on these cultural issues, he's trying to get your eyes away from the policy that he's fucking up. Yeah, well, and, and there's, that, there's and nothing Americans up, like better than talking about football. Right, and fucking up vis-a-vis -vis his supporters. Yeah. Right, not the rest of America, right? So I, I, I think bravo, and everybody gets sucked into it, and I've seen this play out for about three or four weeks. And as soon as um, 
you know, you saw. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the plantation style of the NFL, okay? The NFL, I've said this before, is run like a plantation. Mm -hmm. The players are black, the owners are white. The, 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 the NFL only started actually recruiting black quarterbacks like the past 20 maybe 25 or 30 years yeah there was a time when you could you couldn't like in 1977 78 79 you weren't allowed to be a black quarterback because the the prevailing thought was well they're black they're not good enough to lead well and they're also the highest paid on the team generally the highest profile yeah so then you're getting like a whole bunch of people black and white rallying behind a black person who would then theoretically be powerful. Yeah. Stereotypically, like in, in Americana lore, they're also the ones that fuck the blonde pretty headshot. That's right. Yeah. We can't have we can't have Mandingo doing that, right? Oh, no. no. Okay. Yeah, I said it. Anyway, um <laughs> so so I'm just I'm just bringing up like really cultural type of racial undertones to all this, mm-hmm. right? So there's that. Um, Jerry Jones is the biggest slave owner of them all, so there's that. Um, like, this is not new for Jerry Jones. Like, if you follow Jerry Jones through the 90s and stuff, I'm like, shock, and no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, there's also a work slash person, where does the line between work and personal end? Yeah. Yeah. We, what I see is... I don't like the idea of companies and corporations being able to tell you infringe on your civil rights. It is your civil right to protest. It is your it is your right to free speech. It is okay. And the fact that we're not talking about the police brutality that's being protested, yeah. but the whole respect of the flag tells me that Trump has won. Mm. This yeah, one. that's the biggest thing for me is that We've forgotten as a society that what the original protest was. Like. It's a bait and switch. But it's a bait and yeah. switch, right? It's 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 really, really well done. I mu- I gotta say, I, I I saw this play out and I was just like, That's your fucking talent. Hmm. I'm like I'm like, media is your talent. Donald Trump. It's true. Sorry, but that's yeah. But let's let's be honest about this now. The other thing too, yeah, work and personal life. I really do think corporations infringe on people's rights too much when we give them up for a paycheck too freely. Now that's in general. The NFL is I a different we're, beast. We will talk about that later. Yeah, and that's yeah. a different beast. The NFL is a different beast. So um, there's that, and also. There's a reason why we don't really trust white women. And mm-hmm. this is another example of how a, a white, uh, a, a female, um, I guess, association will ch- be, will cherry pick which women they want to support. And usually the women they support are white. Right. So, sorry, they don't, we don't really su- believe black women. We don't believe black women. Yeah. We don't support black women. And, you know, like, the fact that Rose McGowan gets, like, um, a hashtag to boycott Twitter because of her, her so-called ordeal and Leslie Jones is mm-hmm, is yeah. left out stranded when Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, or whatever the fuck his name is, 
like used as minions to attack her. Where were where were the female organizations then? And that's what I want to know. Where are you? You're silent. Mm -hmm. But Cam Newton does something sexist. Yes, it was sexist. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right? I can say it's sexist and I can say that your response to it is racist. Yeah. Because it's not that they called out Cam Newton. I think, yeah, he should be called out. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you know what I mean? Come on, Cam. Come on, Cam. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, so where it, where are all these ride or die women for Jameel Hill? Mm-hmm. Where are they? They're mm-hmm. silent. And that's, you know, that is consistent. We don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Black feminism does not trust white feminism. Well, I, yeah, it shouldn't. And nor should intersectional feminism trust white feminism. I'm just saying. Well, the thing is a lot of white feminists that they're intersectional that's a different problem yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah i think there's a lot of things here just because like i uh, assume that jerry jones actually you know believes that it's a respect thing um and not an issue of protest like to him it there it's a disrespect of the flag to the troops all that whatever bullshit you want to think um, he doesn't like that it makes him and his team look bad. It, does, it hurts his brand. Mm-hmm. And so he'll do whatever it takes to save face. And I think the Dallas Cowboys specifically in the NFL... I was just about to say are, they're are, America's team. Yes. They're like a very specific Yes. Brand. Yes. yes. Yeah. They and, are quintessential Americana. Yes. yes. Yeah. And this is a branding issue. Make, make no mistake. It's yep. a branding marketing issue. And... You know, he's trying to market to the next... Because also, the NFL itself is losing viewership. Yeah. And that's because of the internet. Well, and I don't think... It really is. People have more choice now. You can, like, in terms of how to spend their leisure time. And sports in itself is competing with so many other leisure time activities brought on by the internet. Mm -hmm. So there's that, too, in the background. Mm -hmm. So Jerry Jones is trying to position his, his team... To make sure that he represents A, Americana, and B, families. Mm. Family values. Right. Yeah. Because it is tough. Well, and I, um, yeah, and I don't think you'd see, like, the owner of the Oakland Raiders saying No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or no. the Panthers, or... Shout yeah. out Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, it's weird to me that, like, Roger Goodell and all of these guys are kind of... Like, sure, like, so many of them donated money to Trump's campaign, but, like, just being like, oh, well, he said that we should do this, so we're just going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, does he have dirt on them? Like, what's the reason for this? Because they actually believe it? I don't know. Do they just want him to shut up and start stop giving them shit on Twitter? Like, what's the... I think that's it. I think he just, you know, I think this shows a very interesting lens into Trump himself and that anybody is, is, um, is expendable. Yeah. And except for Ivana, apparently. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. By the way, did you see Ivana Trump's like little, oh my gosh. I was just like, her face isn't moving. (laughs) I, I feel like she's like lost her marbles a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, um, oh, what was I going to say? Go ahead, Erin. Well, going back to, like, Jamel Hill herself, like, 
Bill, uh, Bill Simmons had an interesting column on The Ringer about how ESPN hires people like him and Jamel to be interesting, to be mm-hmm, exciting, mm-hmm, and have opinions. Mm-hmm. And then once they have opinions, they're like, mm, you shouldn't have opinions. Yeah, Shut up and sit down. Corporate. It's well, very it's 90s opinion. corporate. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly what happened with Toronto Star and Desmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. And we want you to have our opinion. Yeah. The thing is, she's not even like, in Desmond's case, like he was being an activist on the side. She's not even, she's literally providing a a commentary. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, this is what I was going to say that like there is this weird thing about like Americana and the flag, and like, you know, people are super patriotic about veterans. And like, I just feel like Americans specifically are like, like, double time like the passion for the flag or whatever and I think Trump does know that if he proves that they're losing like if he if he rallies up his like supporters and and says like these people aren't respecting the flag he knows that there are a bunch of people who are going to boycott because they support the flag so when I was thinking about this I was like now I want to hear from like the players like Colin Kaepernick like should I boycott the NFL? Does he want me to do that? Or is it better if I don't? Like, I like and buy Kaepernick jerseys. Like, the, I don't know what to do now. Kaepernick has played this very well. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've really taken the high road. I, I really, I don't want to boil this down into, like, you know, players and, like, a chess move or whatever. Because I, I'm not saying there's no, well, I'm saying that Trump isn't genuine. I'm not saying that everybody else is, right? Mm-hmm. What I, um... What I think, uh, like uh, what I see is that he declares it's it's like a it's like a it's like a Milo on another stage, right? Yeah. Or a Milo, very Breitbart, like very Fox News that you whip up your base and then you send them out to go do your your sort of of uh, for lack of a better word activism from your side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. That's how marketing works now, right? It's that influencer model. It's yeah. that, you know, except it's kind of top down. Yeah. It's inverted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what, like, what the danger is, is that tribal mentality mm-hmm. that, um, that goes out, goes out and like fucks with people. Yeah. Like that's the danger of it. And it's like this vigilante type of mentality, this like, this like bearing teeth mentality. And I'm just like, what is your problem? It's like the Las Vegas shooter. I don't understand his problem. Yeah. We know one does. Nobody does. But is it possible that, that he was, is sort of like the side, the, 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 um, the outcome of all this? Mm-hmm. Can we agree that this is basically just identity politics with a right? Yes. Yeah, totally. So fuck you and your identity politics. Yeah. And saying that but the all left politi- counters to identity yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all politics is identity politics yep. because it's all tribal. Yep. That's what politics is. Like, I hate when people are like, these identity politics are just killing politics. What is politics? But identity, it's my tribe, my people trying to get influence and gain influence and, you know, uh, and affect policy. Well, it's also increasingly 
identity driven, the more we be- try to make policies that include everyone. And yes. just being like, yes. oh, tax cut for this person, whatever. Like, we're like, okay, like, what segment of the population, which sub-segment of the population, that's why you yeah. have, like, these voter personas and stuff. Yeah. Well, and speaking of white feminism and identity politics, I feel like this takes us to the next. <sighs> so, Bernie Sanders is now headlining... <laughs> The women's convention. Yeah, so organized by the the same women who organized the women march, women's march in January 2017 at Women's March on Twitter. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and everyone knows there's multiple controversies with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are organizing a women's convention later this month in Detroit, and Bernie Sanders is going to be the opening address. Wasn't Maxine Waters supposed to be the headliner? Well, Well, she is also going to be there. Yeah, so the theme of the conference is reclaiming our time. And it is a plan words from Representative Maxine Waters when she was questioning now Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin during one of his uh, confirmation hearings. Hmm. So um, Maxine Waters, for whom the conference is themed after is not the opening address, but it's just, like, on the ticket, on the agenda. This is so typical. <laughs> um, so, obviously, uh, the internet had a lot of things to say. Well, and, like, if the theme is reclaiming our time, and yeah. Bernie Sanders, what's he, he going to say about reclaiming our he's time? He's not going to be allowing them to reclaim their time. So let me get this His straight. His time is, like... All time is his time. He's an old white guy. Well, yeah. He's like the oldest white guy. (laughs) Okay, so let me get this straight. So they use Maxine Waters' saying to to name their fucking convention... And then they 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 strip her from the from headlining it. Sorry, are you talking about white women taking a black woman's idea and then profiting off of yes, it? Because that's, that's exactly, that has never happened. Never. That has never happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tamika Mallory, one of the co-founders of the march, said, um, "I would say that Maxine Waters is also coming to the conference, and we know she has been very a very very powerful voice in terms." of all we've been seeing happening in terms of this administration particularly, and she'll be at the conference as well, and a lot of other people have been invited to the conference, and we're hoping to hear back from these folks. Thankfully, Senator Sanders has agreed to attend. Um, I think that right now, no one can deny that Bernie Sanders is probably one of the most powerful U.S. senators on progressive issues, women's issues, and what the hell is mobilizing Sanders? millennials, yeah. she told the Free Press in an interview Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday, uh, October 11th. Um, He's really in line with the principles of the Women's March. Um, They also put out a statement on Twitter which said that uh, we all know how busy women leaders are and we are grateful for the support of women like Secretary Clinton along with Senators Harris, Warren, and Gillibrand. Although their schedules did not allow them to join us for the convention itself. I just don't, I just can't understand. To me, it's just like, stop giving platforms for marginalized genders to men. Like, this is so, like, 
they're like, oh, well, we asked Hillary Clinton, but she was busy. Okay, well, why don't you ask, like, a, racial, a racialized, marginalized, criminalized woman who's been in jail and, like, can what? actually speak to the issues You know what? Of... Even, what's her face? Piper. Yeah. 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 Or, like... Like, this is the thing that she's like, oh, well, he's really online with millennials. He can really speak to millennial issues. It's like, you know who else can? Millennials. Oh, sorry. And Maxine fucking Waters. I like, I, I'm just like, this woman started a meme. She started, she's like, they call her Auntie Maxine. She's like a social media star. Yes. Are you serious? Like, the she's a, what? Like, this is just so <laughs> typical, okay? Like, this is so typical. And we can always count on, on on women to, what is it with women and like trying to elevate women with men around like and and depending on men why can't we depend on other women also i'd like to point out well I one, just, one side i was gonna call her piper parabo which is not right um i oh, think you mean I know her. don't bite the moonlight yeah piper yeah. chapman chapman oh. Okay. okay, because Coyote Ugly was an amazing movie. Oh, um, yes, that's, so the, that, that's the Piper. Yeah. Coyote Ugly. Thank you. Wasn't Tyra in that? Yeah, Tyra was in that. Oh, uh, but also, let's not forget that Bernie Sanders has also recently supported candidates across the U.S. who have been anti-choice and doesn't necessarily believe that progressive candidates need to be pro-choice. But this is the same march that said but, feminist pro-life groups could not march with them because they didn't uphold the... The values of the march, but but Bernie Sanders here, according to uh, Tamika Mallory, uh, you know he is there on progressive issues and women's issues, right, and on, in line but in line with their values. Him personally, but he doesn't necessarily think that everyone needs to. Like this, this is such a clusterfuck of epic proportions. The, the women's march was a clusterfuck. The whole, you know what? And they learned nothing. No, they learned nothing. They learned nothing. Well, I just I we don't also get had, it. we also had issues when they announced this conference because like it was we oh, thought right. about we thought about going. We're like, oh, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it was three. It was like three to five hundred dollars to attend to get air, and then there's yeah, airfare, and then there's hotel, hotel. Yeah. And we're like, cool. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, because that's like fifteen hundred dollars right there before you even sit down in the chair. So already you're you're excluding a huge chunk of people who would like to attend these things but can't because of prohibitive, like prohibitively expensive tickets. Like Are I'm a pretty like like middle class person, same. and there's no fucking way I could spend a thousand dollars on a weekend in Detroit. I'll, as much as I would love to go to, I know oh, that would Detroit. be cool. Like that would be. Like, yeah. can you imagine the night out? Like, no, just, I would have so like, much fun. Exactly. Can you imagine like all the well? Anyway, and a, sorry. a friend of mine, a friend of mine, asked me if I wanted to go, and I was like, like I can't. Maybe you can travel all over the world and spend thousands of dollars, but I can't. Yeah, I have to pay my own mortgage. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. So I'm like, and I'm like a white millennial woman. Like, I am their key demographic. <laughs> yeah, and like, they're not. There wasn't any like sort of um, scholarship program no, or like. You know, if you, you could donate to entry. or like if donate everyone who like goes like mm -hmm. if they want you can donate five dollars to support someone else as a scholarship. Yeah, like or even they like, totally could have crowdfunded half of this. Yes, you know, setting aside a, a chunk of tickets that are free that they are going to give away to like women who have the experience of having been in jail. You know, or trans or, women or indigenous women whose land it's on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't understand, like. Anyway. I, I I don't know who's running this. I don't know if it's Sheryl Sandberg in the background because that's what yeah. it sounds like. I am actually 
I'm not disappointed. Mm-hmm. No, I'm su- I'm not surprised, but disappointed. Right. I would think that in today's, with all the discussion <laughs> that's that's been going on about intersectionality and so on and so forth, I see. T- I knew Tamika was a black girl. I knew it. Well, and they, I feel like they really pushed her out to be the spokesperson of yeah, this be, March. And when that they got, was, yeah. Like, she's just their it's token just, black girl. Yeah. It's just disappointing because they ate so much shit for the Women's March and they literally learned nothing. And now they're throwing this black woman under the, under the dogs. Bus. Yeah, they're yeah. like, Tamika, you, you speak for us. You tell them. Yeah. You tell them he means well. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Tamika. Tamika, we're <sighs> with you, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Because this is going to be one big clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Women of Color has really been uh, getting the shit end of it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Women of Color. Yes. <laughs> we feel you. Um, so, uh, on Friday the 13th, actors and activists across the globe called for Twitter users to boycott using Twitter for a day after the platform suspended Rose McGowan for violating its terms and policies in response to her tweets and commentary regarding the Harvey Weinstein situation. Um, she, her account was actually suspended for publishing a phone number and because Twitter can't go in and delete a single tweet, which one I get to is weird. Um, they just decided, well, we're just going to suspend her account. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a violation of their terms of service, but you know, to post a phone number. To post a phone number that isn't, like, a private phone number, not, like, okay. a 1-800 number. Okay. Um, but, you know, people can say that they're going to rape you and murder you. Uh, but but you they don't say, have a phone number, but, so you're safe. But if you say someone <laughs> raped you, then you're fucked. Right. Um, so, because of that, the hashtag Women Boycott Twitter started, um, and it was supposed to last through Friday the 13th of October. And, Erica, what happened in response to that? Well... So, Women of Color, I think it was Reign of April. So oh, she's the, great. The woman who um, started Oscar's So White. I she want, is such a good... You need to follow her social on Twitter. Social media. She's excellent. If you ever want, like, to know how to do social in terms of and getting... And start a hashtag. And start a hashtag. Mm-hmm. She is your lady. Because, yeah. you know, um, so I would say she's a social media influencer, let's say. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she started WOC Affirmation. So it was Women of Color Affirmation, Affirmation. and, like, because Twitter is, um, so let me tell you about the demographics of Twitter before I get into this. Twitter is overrepresented in terms of racially by Blacks especially. So I think, I believe at least 25 to 30% of Twitter users are black and out of, and this is in the U.S., out of a 12%, 13% population. So um, once black Twitter, and yes, there is a black Twitter, starts on a hashtag and starts sharing it, it will usually trend within a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she... Um, started, I think, uh, Women of Color Affirmation uh, hashtag, and it was just people shouting out um, women of color and women of color writers, um, content producers, business owners. I got a shout out. 
<laughs> I do. Of course. And, but it was also, if you want to read the experiences of women of color, there were a lot of great Twitter essays. I'm looking at one now by Wikipedia Brown, who um, really, and and I think uh, Jim, oh, Jamila. Jamila the Mew? Yes. <laughs> she was another one who really talked about the contrast of feminism and feminist support between black women or women of color, Hispanic women, etc., and white women. Mm. And it um, it really brought forward a lot of the conversations that like have like I know have been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. So basically Black women have been saying for a very long time that Twitter is harassive and not supportive in their policies of, like, ending harassment. But then Rose McGowan, a white woman, gets her Twitter account suspended and everyone's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. Boycott! Yeah, Yeah. and this goes back to what you were saying about Leslie Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody boycotted for her ass. Yeah. Wait, no, we did. Black Twitter did. Yeah. Black Twitter was like, I I remember Tommy, oh my gosh, Black Twitter. Okay, Tommy Laren. This is how this is how I'm like Ugh. No 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 last year somebody who was really good at digging up information, a black woman, started started taking <laughs> started started um investigating Tommy Laren and started tweeting her about her life. Oh my god. It was hilarious. And I think they might have tweeted a phone number or something, but their account got suspended, too. Well, that's not allowed. Yeah, apparently. You know what? They should have boycotted Jack. I. By the way, uh, this brings me Jack? to Jack, dude, Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, founder. Oh, right, 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 right. Of Twitter. <laughs> I was like, because I noticed Jack? that Jack has been silent on these issues, but he loves rolling up with D-Ray and taking selfies. Yeah. I guess he's on that Justin Trudeau mar- train to marketing. And self-promotion <laughs> and branding. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen him with activists. I've seen him with people who have really used Twitter for social activism. And all he does is take selfies and say a couple of tweets and that's it. And I'm like, Jack, sorry. Uh, substance. We're in the time of substance. Well, and when, when he announced that Twitter would move to 280 characters as opposed to 140, a lot of people said, well, this, then you're giving us, like, you're giving abusers more room to be abusive in a tweet, like, and, like, you know, like, why, why are you doing that? And he didn't really have an answer for that either. Yeah. He doesn't seem to know where his company's going. Yeah. And I think he needs to be replaced. I'm sorry, but, like, he needs to get like Travis out of that position, <laughs> okay? Um, yes, Uber Travis. That one. <laughs> yeah, and like these types of things, like I don't know. It just was. It was really interesting to see, like the stories and the hashtag yesterday on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I got introduced to like a lot of really new writers and platforms and. Yeah. Ooh, I submitted us to podcasts of color. Oh, great. Yes. Awesome. Yes, because, oh, that's another one. So I was like, I tweeted something like, if you guys want an intersectional feminist podcast, da-da-da, bad and bitchy, W of color affirmation, and then they tweeted back and they were like, that's amazing. You need to add yourself to our um, 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 database or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so... Awesome. There was a lot of connection going on. Tiff. Did you see Tiff's tweet? 
TIFF, yes, that TIFF, um, the film festival, the Toronto Film Festival, tweeted out um, the Women of Color Affirmations. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very wonderful of them. That's cool. So I'm going to use that too. <laughs> to say. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's just like one of these things where we have to start listening to women of color when they tell us about their experiences. Because we've been telling you. Yeah. Ugh. Like Jamila Mew, at her background, like her, oh, her banner, her Twitter mm-hmm. banner mm-hmm. is, I think, we've been telling you. Yeah. And and it's true because black women, black people, Hispanic women, Hispanic people, everybody, yeah. indigenous women yeah. have been telling you all yeah. that mm-hmm. this happens. And then it happens to a white woman and it's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, see? Black women, yeah. yeah. Black women been to tell you. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Uh, Great. Let's sally forth. Yes, let's sally forth. That's a very Bailey thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, early in October, the Trump administration, surprise, surprise, uh, released a long-anticipated rules that relaxed the Obama-era birth control mandate through Obamacare, which required employers to offer insurance that covered contraception for women. So if you think back to a few years ago, or five or so years ago. The ho- I believe it was 2012 around. So five I, years ago. Yeah, I believe it was like around the time he was a, like he was going into re-election vote or something. Yeah, this is or, like the, so 2011. This is like the Hobby Lobby case, uh, where Hobby Lobby is a giant craft store in America, predominantly in the South, and they're owned by a very, very religious family, and they didn't want to provide contraceptive care or birth control Coverage. coverage for their female employees. Hobby and Lobby then, is a terrible name. Yeah, I just want to say that's a horrible name. Uh, yeah. Um, Nothing sa- says dusty and broken down like Hobby Lobby. Like it's just not a good. I'm just saying in a branding like, sense, like it's a just terrifying awful. place of like skulls yes. without eyeballs. Like, yes, shells. and like it you know, will come and get you. You know what I mean? It makes yeah. me think of like a hobby horse, also. Yeah. Like and just imagine a, a rocking horse. Yes. Yeah. Just like yeah. a lot of. Horses. But like. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, that case went to the Supreme Court right. and whatever. Um, so effective immediately, some companies can now refuse to cover the cost of birth control through religious or moral exemptions. Um, and to justify this rollback, the administration wrote pages into the new legis- uh, regulations that challenged well-established research on the health impact of birth control from things like whether contraceptives actually reduce unwanted pregnancy. Are you serious? This is in the regulation? To, to the harms and benefits of the pill. So some of the actual things that they put in the regulations were birth control doesn't decrease the number of unplanned pregnancies. Yes. Um, um, what, yes no, no I'm sorry. I'm so, hold no, on, hold on. Otherwise, I, 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 I would have a hold million on. This is This is hold not... Hold on. It's be, and that's be, and they, they say that because like there are no studies that show it because you can't... It's just an unethical you can't study. You didn't happen. Yes. Right. You can't, you can't have measure people, a negative. Yes. Yeah. And you can't have people sign up for a study and be like, oh, like one of the risks is pregnancy. Like here's like an a, unwanted one. Yeah. Here's a blind study. You guys either get the pill or a, a placebo, placebo. Yeah. and then, oh, but here's a baby. <laughs> Imagine you got the, you get the real shit and have the stick on that study. But, like, <sighs> man. Yeah. Uh, All um, I needed was the $500. So that's why they're saying that like <laughs> it doesn't 
work. Oh my god. Um, they've also said that um, expanding birth control access encourages risky sex. Uh, it also says the benefits of birth control are very negative. Um, and yeah, other 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 gems of that nature. This is in Vox. Vox is killing it lately. Is this like the the are they like the health risks are like remember when you were like in, in grade school and the rumor was like if you take a pill you'll get cancer. Yeah. It like increases your risk of breast cancer. It's like yes. Oh I heard that, yeah, yeah. Um but like I think it's important to remember that women take or female bodied people mm-hmm. take birth control for a number of reasons aside from preventing pregnancy. Yeah. Like I used to get in high school the worst cramps. Like it was horrific. Yeah. And until I started birth control, that happened and then my cramps went away. And then now that I'm no longer on the pill and I have an IUD, the cramps are back. And they're not as bad as they were in high school. But, like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I went 10 years or however long not experiencing this pain. It was great. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh. Well, but again, it's, like, about the infantilization and medicalization of female bodies. Like, as a, as a woman with a reproductive system, I feel like I can weigh the health benefits and risks of choices I make to my body and decide myself. Like I can, I can read the pamphlet that comes with the pill or the Nuva ring or an IUD or whatever and say, I know my body better than you. Yeah. And say like, I am going to weigh this risk of blood clot with the risk of having a baby I don't fucking want. Yeah. And I'm going to take the blood clot risk. It's not ideal. I'd, I'd rather have no risk. But you know what I really don't want? A fucking baby. Or or I don't want to also like have to get an abortion if yeah. I'm not ready to have yeah. a baby. Yeah. Or give the baby up for adoption. Yeah. Or like throw myself down some stairs because an abortion isn't accessible <gasps> to me. You know? Like <sighs> yeah. you know, like all of those things suck. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what prevents that? A pill. That may or may not give me a blood clot. Yeah. If um, I smoke and I'm over forty. <laughs> I, I used to read the pamphlets, like, really in-depth when I was in high school. <laughs> Me too, actually, yeah. Um, uh, the, it's more, and, you know, I, I don't want to call out, like, diseases that the pill is, is used as treatment for, um, because I'm not a nurse, but mm-hmm. there are reproductive issues mm-hmm. that don't have to do with pregnancy or sex. Yep. Right? Because really, it's the Republicans want to control your sex. Like, yeah. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the day, they don't want, they're not having sex. They don't want you to have sex, okay? Like, I feel like it's just petty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it women, risky sex. Well, like, women are always, are always, there's some banishment for women who enjoy sex. And it's like historical. It's, it's the Madonna versus horror. Well, what the Lolita fuck is effect. risky sex? More sex? It's very Puritan, yeah. isn't it? It is Puritan. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't I don't know what risky sex is. I assume it's sex without a condom, which puts you at risk for STIs, but there's a lot of STIs that you can get with a condom. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yay. Yeah, which is also, like, that was part of the reason why, like, a lot of um, religious people say, like, well, it doesn't matter if you use a condom because it doesn't protect against all STDs. Yeah. You know what helps with that? Access to antibiotics. 
Like, if I could just also then get, like, the pill for chlamydia. How about this? It would be way better. How about we build health programs for people who have sex? Hey. Yeah. Like, let's all just, like, acknowledge we're all fucking having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just you acknowledge that we're all having sex, that mm-hmm. it's not bad, that we're not awful people. Stop the pearl clutching. Yes. Oh! <gasps> yeah. Um, stop so the you, pearl clutching and get you, those pearl necklaces. You know what? I just wonder if porn would be as... as as popular if we had a healthier like attitude towards sex as being part of life oh interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just wonder like this is like my big thing like wondering Mm -hmm. because we have an unhealthy attitude we want to pretend that people aren't having and sex is great like i don't understand the problem yeah like Um, sorry no that's okay (laughs) i think that's a really interesting (laughs) conversation yeah Well, and I think it's interesting, too, when you, like, I don't think pornography is a bad thing, but I think that when you look at, like, the violent, misogynistic pornography that's, like, now dominating the, like, Yeah, and, like, sure, some some of it is into, like, the kink stuff, and that's fine. You can have a kink porn, but, like, when it's just all... Yeah. I think it's also important to show, like, the discussion, be like, oh, this is this okay with you? Yeah. Instead of it just being like, oh, exactly. she's submitting like that. Well, and, the, yeah, like, I... Consent is hot. Like, when I watched yeah, Rashida really Jones's um, Hot Girls Wanted, they talk about there's this specific kind of porn out there that's, like, rising in, in dominance and it's becoming more and more popular, but it's basically just, like, like telling Latina women that they're disgusting and, like, choking them and, like, forcing them to give you blowjobs. And, like, I mean, there's two girls, one cup, which is just, like, to me, the upholding example of, like, we are not okay with women. Yeah. (laughs) Something has gone terribly wrong. Well, I just wonder, I think, I think that this has to do with power and control. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, women of color are the powerless. Yeah. And so everybody shits on us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in porn, literally. In yeah, like yeah. literally, like, literally in porn. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I just think that we have a real problem with dominance and control and power and how power is distributed, and I think that is the basis for a lot of the problems. Yeah. But if we had healthy attitudes towards sex and sexuality and And birth control and... And the conversations about respect and power and stuff like that, which I know parents don't have with their kids for the most part. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that we would raise healthier people. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, So just as like a a bow on this birth control thing, uh, several states and activist organizations have filed lawsuits against the Trump administration over these rules... A lot of employers to drop Obama insurance. Obama did a lot, didn't he? <laughs> Seems to be a, a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what what those lawsuits will the outcome will be? But uh, they go to the Supreme Court. I'm not hopeful. Yeah. Well, but, I guess it's just balancing the right of somebody's religious freedom versus the right of people's access to health. But the 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 question I have is how much of their religious freedom should be imposed. Infringed in policy. In, in, yeah, infringed in policy and therefore yeah. imposed and on everybody. And employment policy specifically. Yeah. Yes. And this, is, this goes back to exactly what I said about the Jamil Hill thing, about the, let's, let's frame it this way, the individual's right 
against the employer's right to infringe, to enact this whatever policy. Yeah. There's the individual and the employer. Does mm -hmm. the employer mm -hmm. have a right to affect your healthcare policy for the fact that you don't have access to this healthcare? Because, because the pill is healthcare. Because of their beliefs as an individual. Because of their beliefs as an individual, but will probably fund Viagra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that, yeah. Mm, or yeah. Cialis. Yeah. Where is the health benefit to that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Republicans Fucking don't like drives me people who have sex. They hate women yeah, who have they're sex. They're cool with like dudes having sex. Yeah. Old dudes especially. Yeah. Yeah. Their people, their tribe, their identity politics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so our last one, we're going back to Canada. Oh, what? This is the last one? You I'm guys, having so much we, fun. We have like one CanCon thing. We're, we're literally the CRTC right now. We really are. Out of like four things, you're like, okay, here's one Canadian thing. The, the Canada's been busy with many other things. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming down the we pipe. We should up our CanCon. We should. We, we, we'll get there. Canada's busy with taxes and stuff. They've got a lot of other it's things. It's not fun to talk about. Do we have a... Like, I would love somebody to... Yo, if anybody has access to this, I would love a gender analysis of the new proposed tax changes. There be, is supposed to be one. Where is it? I, I want to see it. Why I is it not posted it. on the Department of Finance I website? Know. I don't know. Why didn't they tweet it out? What, where is it? Mm -hmm. But I would love to know mm -hmm. the gender breakdown. Of some of these, because I think that this is going to be illuminating the gender breakdown. Send us your hot tips and we'll protect your identity. We totally will. Yeah. We're You're a like source. That. You'll yeah. be a source. Yeah. We're not under basic. source laws. <laughs> so, anyways, our last topic <laughs> we're going to Toronto. Yeah. A petition circulating in Toronto is calling for a restaurant to remove seal meat from the menu. And this has sparked an online debate between people who believe the Canadian seal hunt is inhumane and advocates for indigenous practices. Uh, the restaurant Kukum Kitchen in Midtown serves two dishes with seal meat, a traditional indigenous food, in the form of tartare. No so this mm. restaurant is actually, oh, like the chef is an indigenous, an indigenous man. man. Or, well, yeah, sorry. Man. Man. Yeah. I don't know who the chef is, but yeah. it's like owned by indigenous people. Yeah, it's so... It's, it's not like white people being like, we make indigenous food. Yeah. Um, so the counter petition uh, from an indigenous woman asks why the woman who started the original call to action is targeting an indigenous restaurant when there are, quote, literally hundreds of restaurants in Toronto that serve meat. Um, so this is an ongoing controversy just because well, yeah. it's like the woman who, was, who started the original petition was like, well, this is, is, is like mass seal hunting and not the indigenous practice that the of seal hunting but like there's a lot of fucking seals in the world like <sighs> like remember when the sea lion well and i know that seals and sea lions are different but like like remember when the sea lion came up and snatched that poor little girl off the pier in vancouver yeah like there it's okay well, this is Pamela anderson like, though being they're like, like cute yeah but they're a little not like tons of them i don't i don't know but i think there's enough of them that we can eat them uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's 
see how much that okay. Well, now, I don't think we should start factory farming seals, but I don't think we should factory farm chickens or cows or anything. I agree with that. You know, like... It's just because McDonald's served us a whole bunch of meat and, and yeah. needed more meat and cheap oh, meat. Oh, they're, they're... Yeah, yeah. so... You Canadian, know, and Burger King and... Yeah. So, harp seals in Canada or, like, the north and the Atlantic, an estimated population of 7.4 million as of 2016. So, there's enough there yeah. that we can eat. A few. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... That's only of one type of seal, There's though. no Kentucky Fried Seal. Like, we're not, like, <laughs> we're not fucking mass-producing seal wings. Like, Just like we're not mass-producing bison. Yeah, exactly. You know? Bison's just because, really good. Oh, I know, honey. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, bison like, burger. This yeah. is just white people, white vegetarians being like, oh my god, seals are so cute. Like, seal babies are so cute. But like... Sure, they are. They're they also are. a cute stuffed animal. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and like, they're also edible. Yeah, and like... This they is, also attack. This is <laughs> like, Come on. It's an animal. In, in the wild. It's yeah. an indigenous facing business run by indigenous people yeah. bringing in their traditional foods. Yes. We're not, like, making, giving other ethnic groups shit. Yeah. For no, us. instead you're making $6 patties. Well, <laughs> the and gentrification of food is a separate issue. Like We talked about. If this, if they were selling $20 steel tartare oh, at, like, Jen Egg's restaurant, would they be fine with it? Yes. 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 Because as long as white people have the control of your food or anything of you, they're fine with it. Exactly. If you have control, it's like women and bodies. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. As long as men have control of women bodies, they're fine with it. Which is like my Hugh Hefner thing. Fuck him. Yeah. And the ground he's in. And fuck him for being buried next to Marilyn Monroe. Fuck him. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Erica didn't get her say. I didn't get my say. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The thing is like... And Fuck his, like, 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 empire and how he, like, I'm so tired of men getting, men exploit women, they make money literally off the backs of women, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to hold them in high esteem because they opened up, like, sex for other men to exploit women? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Pass. Secondly, yeah. <laughs> we love, we love, it, we love when either, when the dominant subculture yeah owns and controls a marginalized culture yeah. men women mm -hmm. and other marginalized genders right and other marginalized genders um sorry i forgot the definition <laughs> um i'm learning too um or like white white people, white people and anyone else <laughs> non-white people yeah. you know like seal meat is okay when it is served in the Rito club or yeah. at you know some fancy dance even by you know, like some untokenized indigenous yes chef. like we yes. brought in an indigenous chef that's right give us caribou and seal yes you know for our it's it's basically doing a jigaboo for white people like that's what it comes that's down to that's when it's okay that's, that's when, when it's okay. Well, that's when PETA's not fucking breaking your door down. That's right. Fuck PETA, too. Well, and the other thing I is wear that... fur, bitches. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say it, not the uh, Hunger Games character. <laughs> um, I never saw the Hunger Games. PETA was the worst, but also the best. The okay. thing is, if you were actually worried about, like, seal populations, then you would be better off fighting the tuna trawling nets that, like, 
have, you know, yeah, the, thousands that, of seals as bycatch yes, every year and yeah, dolphins yes. and whales and yes. right, like the right whales are literally like just like dying in droves and we don't know why. And it's because of like these, these ridiculous mass fishing practices. Like if you really want to defend seal lives like seal lives matter <laughs> hashtag <laughs> then you know what fucking call up bluefin tuna company and say this is a problem the way you're doing it i can't think of a name of a tuna company yeah but you exactly know I mean. you know what so I mean. chicken of the sea <sighs> <laughs> oh my gosh the jessica simpson like, thing just like it will never get off it will mind. never get off well Great. Anything else to add, Erica? No, I'm good. Great. Let's uh, stick around for our next segment. Yay! Rent and receipts. Woo-woo! All right, and now we're moving on to rent and receipts, where we each bring a story to share with the others. Yeah. Do you want to start, Bailey? Sure. Um, so my rent and receipts this week is a relationship study that got released out of England uh, this this week. About, <laughs> that sounds like shit already. <laughs> about bromance. And of course it's from Britain. And so I just feel like they just like interviewed a bunch of dude bros from like British campuses and they were just like a bunch of dicks. Well, they were all second years. Yeah, 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 to, Wait a get, that, to get that are, extra credit. These are second years? They're second year college students. Yeah. Uh, so Adam White of the University of Bedfordshire in Britain. Stop it. Bed. Uh, bed. bed. <laughs> Sorry. He said, um, so he was, he's interested in the bromance, quote unquote. So he. So male friendship? Yeah, just, yeah, I, I know. Cool. Like, all of a sudden now we're like, it's a bromance. And it's like, dudes have been friends for like millennia. Bromance to me has a very specific look. Oh, yes. Okay. Like a dude bro bromance. Is that what you're. No, like I would have called the, the relationship between Trudeau and Obama kind of bromancy. And oh, that yeah. like they're not really friends, but they're like bros who like have this like, like love each other connection and they're like. Pally, I don't know. Would you call the connection between I think it was Evan and Chad of The Bachelor a bromance? You don't watch The Bachelor. I don't have a TV. Okay. Well, you can watch it on the City TV app, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, then never mind. No idea. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Chad liked to eat a lot of meat, and so did he. <laughs> so did he. <laughs> So Chad is a troglodyte. And everyone was like, oh, they like are gay in love with each other uh, instead of being in love with the bachelorette. But it wasn't. They just like were friends. So anyway, um, this Adam White researcher is concerned that with in based on his interviews with male undergrad students in Bedfordshire, that um, men who are in bromances saw their female romantic partners as judgmental and the primary regulators of their behavior, which is actually frightening in and of itself. Like, if, if it's just your girlfriend that's making you not an asshole, like... Ugh. Or, like, your own... Yeah, like, making sure you, like, you know, eat your vegetables instead of, like, your nor in general, like, interest in your own health. And, and judgy, though. Judgy about it. So, anyway, they feel that their, their female romantic partners are judgmental, which then led to generalized disdain for women 
But I, I would say the disdain possibly exists prior they're, they're to... They're fucking 20-year-old men. Of course women have disdain for them. No, no, they have disdain for women. I think men should be well, u- loosely but also, like, of course, But yeah. also, like, of course women are going to be judgmental because they're 20-year-old well, men, yeah. which are garbage. Because, like, you should sometimes scrub your bathtub. Like, every 20-year-old dude I knew didn't even, like, wash his bathtub. And I was like, I'm not getting in that. No. No. So anyway, uh, generalized disdain for women and then a view of romance in which men feel they are, quote, constantly posturing and self-monitoring, not only to achieve desired heterosexual sex, but to prevent relationship destruction, which basically means I have to be a good person or my girlfriend won't have sex with me and will break up with me. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> well, and it's So like, that's life, bitch. Like, yeah, like, what's your problem? Yes. I don't, you know what? So basically, twenty-year-old dudes were born in like ninety-seven. Mm, I feel like this is that's true. This is post like Biggie and Tupac and all shit went to hell. Remember, yeah, Tupac's song "Mama." They like no, they that. were like, we missed that. <laughs> we missed dear mama. We missed keep yeah, your head up. Yeah. We missed all this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So like, dude, you're twenty. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So as if that first bit of the study wasn't judgmental enough towards women uh then the researcher goes on to say that with sex so freely available without emotional attachments because women are sluts and whores just so you know um through through social media for example because bromances occupy such a privileged spot in young men's lives because of course they see their bromantic partner as not having to regulate their behavior around because they're not judgmental i guess because they can also be disgusting and abhorrent with them exactly um, the bromance could increasingly become a recognize, become recognized as a genuine lifestyle relationship whereby two heterosexual men can live together and experience all the benefits of a traditional heterosexual relationship while, of course, also fornicating with women that they don't give a fuck about and have a generalized disdain for. This is where pickup artists come from. Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, this researcher is saying that the rise of the bromance is bad for women. And it's just like the... No, it's not. No, it's... The rise of the bromance is not bad for women because these men in these bromances are garbage to begin with. Exactly. Like, misogyny is bad for women. It's probably better for women. Yeah, exactly. In the long run. And, like, so this article was, like, vaguely, like, LGBTQ shaming. It certainly shamed women. It, like, and then it, and then, of course, it shames, like, I think it just further purports this, like, hyper-masculinity, like, idea of men not being able to share feelings, so it has to be a bromance, they can't just be friends, like, some kind, like, guys just want to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my rent and receipts, it's stupid. Well, I, I feel like, <laughs> I don't listen to 20-year-olds, Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I um, like you haven't have even... the emotional maturity of a potato. Yeah, like, and you know shit all, okay? And to be honest, when you're yeah. 20, everything's black and white. Yeah. And on top of that, like these 20 year olds these days, uh-uh. whiny. I also think whiny. That, like a lot of at least sexual relationships that I had when I was 20 were about like if I act this way, I'll I'll get sex. Like, and I think it probably happens for men and women and other folks too. Like, just that like 
a lot of your that behavior actually happens as you're older as an adult too. yeah well, yeah but, but but at least then you're like usually when you're in an older more mature relationship you're you're you enjoy the person too yeah. so like <laughs> there's a, a depth of sex there like that you're you can't get maturity. when you're 20 yeah oh. yeah i you know i you know 20 year old you know, privileged white guys from Bedfordshire. I'm just like, mm, pass. Well, yeah, hard like it, pass. Well, at 20 years old, like, guys just want to get off. They're not looking yeah. to, like, have any sort of meaningful sexual relationship with It's very anybody. transactional. Yes, exactly. It's very transactional. Yeah. Well, and what kind of 20-year-old, like, I feel like a lot of 20-year-olds, especially now, are not, like, ready to dedicate their life to their sexual partner, like, right off the get-go. Like, you're 20. So yeah. basically, this study is a waste of money. Yeah. Okay. Aaron called it a whack-ass study <laughs> on our Facebook page, which I thought was maybe the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I, ever? Oh, ever. God. Ever. So I like that word. I I love whack. And if anybody asks, it's W-A-C-K, not W-H-A-C-K. See, I oh, think it looks bad, W-A-C-K. No, because whack, W-H-A-C-K, is like to kill somebody. Oh, or like your mama whacked you for being rude. I got a few whacks. Okay. <laughs> but whack is like, wickety, wickety, whack, you know. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you two cool. live your own lives about how the <laughs> cool, H cool. and whack. Very cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Ooh, this okay, is, Erica. I'm looking at, oh, oh, You're I thought we were, oh, okay. Because I'm I looking at, Ar- I can go next. I can, I'm looking at Aaron's okay. and I'm like really, really excited. Okay, Aaron's going to go <laughs> next. We'll go next. Then. I feel like yours is like a much more substantive. Yeah, than well, it's there. <laughs> um, so mine is a story or a, an essay from BuzzFeed. Uh, called When Will the U.S. Take Jackie Chan Seriously? Oh. Um, so despite uh, Jackie Chan's decades of film experience, the average American moviegoer still doesn't give him all the credit he deserves. So Jackie Chan has a new movie coming out sometime this fall called The Foreigner. The one Ooh, with, the, Pierce Brosnan? The one with Pierce Brosnan. So want to see it. I'm it so excited. Really you guys, Pierce Brosnan was my first celebrity crush oh. when I was like 17. And oh. Yeah, and he was James Bond. <laughs> yeah, and he's like mega hot. He's still mega hot. He, he was hot even in Dante's Peak. and that He's was a only like 5'7". That's okay. I'm fighting older men a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I really am, like the maturity and the, the wisdom. I'm, I also, I'm like feeling it. I also love Jackie Chan. Yeah, so I was actually um, so this movie is basically he plays a Thai or Southeast Asian man whose daughter is killed in a bombing mm-hmm. in the UK somewhere, and um, Pierce Brosnan plays some like I he's a some like law enforcement person who used to be connected to the IRA mm. and, or something and has like questionable allegiances. Ooh, a yeah. dirty cop, a dirty cop. So, it looks very well acted. Oh my God. Yeah, so this is like Jackie Chan's first kind of serious role. Right, where he's not like... In, in America. In America. Yeah. Right, where yeah. he's not like the comic relief. Yeah, because like, his first big like North American guy. role was in Rush Hour, where he played... Yeah. The Asian sidekick, which was my Funny. favorite movie of all time, for like a really it was long a cl- time. it's like a it's classic. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he wasn't a serious role no. in that. Yeah, and so like even so, his North American career is basically him playing these um, Asian tropes. Right. Uh, he he's in some uh, 
uh, Kung Fu Panda. And, I was yeah. just going to say, you know what went through my head when you said that? Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he basically says that he does all of these kind of tropey yeah. roles in North America That's in true. order to fund his more serious work in Asia. Okay. That's um, clever, actually. Good on yeah, because he gets to do kind of whatever he wants, but yeah. like, it's just really shitty for him to have to like sell his soul in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that even the, the story um, actually goes on to say like even the scenes that we see him in in like r- movies like Rush Hour, he's not using his full breadth of abilities. So like, um, Asian action movies or kung fu movies, um, he is doing action sequences that are like two minutes long and they're like single kind of shot and like you see him go through the whole scene but we're in North America we don't have the same kind of attention span so we're doing cuts 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 to like oh oh so he's doing continuous like movements for like two minutes like kung fu movements or 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 some sort of martial arts movement and so he goes on that for two minutes and if like anything for two have you ever started boxing for two minutes oh my my god the cardio the cardio alone that you need to withhold like to to withtake like withstand withstand thank you (laughs) oh my gosh withstand a punch and then and then give up i'm just like he's you know like falling yeah his nose broken exactly exactly i just want to emphasize how much of a like labor that is for two minutes and then like take after take after oh my gosh dude Yeah, Damn. so we like North America if like, Kung- does not appreciate his ability. At no, all. because if Tom Cruise actually had to rely on talents instead of Scientology, he wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so <laughs> I just wanna I just wanted to kind of highlight the this movie and uh, Jackie Chan's more serious work and hope that he gets more opportunities like this because I'm tired of Asians playing the and I guess other people of color playing those tropes that we have yeah. in Hollywood. Well, and I almost feel like his whole role in Rush Hour was, like, about that. Like, in Rush Hour, all he wants is to be taken seriously. And, like, no one will listen to him or trust him or, like... You know, they, they keep acting like he's, like, just some, like, foreign guy who doesn't know They're like, anything. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. That's so inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah. 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 It was the 90s. Oh, I know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Now we know better, so we're supposed to do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's yeah. a... He awesome. actually said uh, in an interview... Um, He's updated his plea to American producers for more diverse roles. And on Stephen Colbert and Chelsea Handler, um, during promotion for this movie, he said something like, can I have something different like La La Land? Hmm. He needs to set up his own. Which is just like so sad. But you know what? Like, why doesn't he set up his own production company here? Because, well, it's probably more expensive here. Well, yeah, but he, you know, he can fund the the stuff that he wants to fund. You know, like, yeah, like I'm well, just saying that he's in a position now yeah. where he's a box office success. Yeah. Right. So he's been able to translate no matter how into the North American market and where people in North America will go to see a movie because he's in it. Sure. That's yeah. power. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And so I'm just like, well, why doesn't he do like a Matt Damon or something and do a project Greenlight shit? Yeah. Right? His, uh, like his... set up a production company and, you know, apparently, uh, I think it was in his autobiography, he tells a story about how, um, 
his dad asked him after he'd been in North American movies for a while, where's your Academy Award? Oh, I know. God, uh, this one's pulling on my heartstrings. <laughs> Again, he could set up a production company. <laughs> sure, well, but like, yeah, but like he could set up a production company, but like he has... who's gonna who's gonna work on the movies? Because people there's still that so ar- same argument of like no one wants to see Asians in films and like I, yeah. playing normal roles. Hence why he produces. I think that's why it's hard, but like I mean, I just think she he can get backing and funding because he's yeah. Jackie Chan. Sure. I'm just right? saying, like yeah, like I mean, if you think about. Like Chuck Norris or John Wayne or I don't know any of the yeah. or like Arnold Schwarzenegger I don't know all those fucking action movie dudes Sylvester Stallone Sylvester Stallone like like I feel like American audiences like North American audiences do have trouble seeing an Asian male as a lead in a hyper masculine movie and I think they would yeah. even have a lot of trouble seeing them as a lead in a romance. Like, he can't like, do La La Land because audiences wouldn't take him seriously You know who the lead. only one who kind of broke that mold? Who? Jet Li. Jet Li, oh yeah. Romeo Must Die. Yes. I remember that. Yeah, but that wasn't a mainstream movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Romeo Must Die was like, I, I consider it more like a hip-hop movie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that vein of like new, well, New Jack City was different, but New Jack City wasn't a mainstream movie either. No, even though it's a classic, right? I did so, just, yeah. So I think what I'm saying is, yeah. I think because it was not that, because it was a quote unquote urban movie with Aaliyah. Well, it's a genre, mm, yeah, issue. and yeah, yeah. you know, it 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 he had more um, leeway yeah. to be that, and maybe that's where. Maybe that's where he needs to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs to start with Asian Americans. Yeah. And yeah. maybe he needs to start with making movies in terms of, like, for example, like, um, I was listening to one of our old episodes, and Aaron, you were talking about the rich. Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, that one. Yeah. I mean, doing stuff like that and yeah. bringing that to yeah. film. I cannot wait for that movie. Is an example of how he can influence i think he needs to stop thinking about himself in that role and think about how he can give space for others to see the passing of a torch exactly i don't think that his i i love that he's doing this movie with pierce brosnan and i think that that's where he should evolve to but i also think that he has a role to build spaces for other asians and asian american actors actresses writers so just like Shondaland's doing just like Oprah did just like you know what I mean and I'm just kind of like okay I'm sorry but you have power use it use it to to actually build a presence yeah yeah and then people will be coming to you Mm -hmm. then you will be the only one that people will come to yeah that's my point yeah anyway that's just my idea awesome it's a great idea Erica thank you (laughs) Maybe I'll talk about that with personal branding. <laughs> you can write him a note. I know. Dear Jackie. <laughs> Here's where I think you should go. <laughs> All right. So mine naturally is heavy. Um, so, God, it's been a week, okay? So the BET Awards were on um, Tuesday, I believe, the BET Hip Hop Awards. And Eminem just reappeared. And he had a four-minute freestyle takedown of Donald Trump entitled The Storm. 
And he called Trump out for potentially causing a nuclear holocaust, gave props to NFL, well, former NFL mm-hmm. quarterback um, Colin Kaepernick, and even offered a word of warning, warning to any of his own white fans mm-hmm. who might support the current president. Quote, any fan of mine who's a supporter of this I'm drawing in the sand. I'm drawing in the sand a line. You're either for or against. Hmm. This doesn't sound like it rhymes. Okay, <laughs> properly. Okay, and if you can't just dis- oh yeah, there were lots of breaks in that rap. Yeah, it yeah. was weird. It was really weird. I'm gonna see if I can dig up like a. Yeah. See if you can get a some audio. Yeah. 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 It's the calm before the storm right here. Wait, how was I going to start this off? I forgot. Oh, yeah. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Should I drop it on Donald Trump? Probably not, but that's all I got till I come up with a solid... Got a plan and now I got a hatchet like a damn Apache with a tomahawk. I'ma walk inside a mosque on Ramadan and say a prayer that every time talks, she gets a ma- ah. I'ma stop. But we better give Obama props, cause what we got in office now's a kamikaze that'll probably cause a nuclear holocaust. And while the drama pops and he waits for shit to quiet down, he'll just gas his plane up and fly around till the bombing stops. Intensity's heightened, tensions are rising. Trump, when it comes to giving a shit, you're stingy as I am. Except when it comes to having the balls to go against me, you hide them. Because you don't got the nuts like an empty asylum. Racism's the only thing he's fantastic for. Because that's how he gets his rocks off and he's orange. Yeah, sick tan. That's why he wants us to disband, because he cannot withstand the fact we're not afraid of Trump. Walking on eggshells, I came to stomp. That's why he keeps screaming, drain the swamp, cause he's in quicksand. It's like we take a step forwards, then backwards. But this is his form of distraction. Plus he gets an enormous reaction when he attacks the NFL, so we focus on that. And instead of talking Puerto Rico with gun reform for Nevada, all these horrible tragedies and these border would rather cause a Twitter storm with the Packers. Then says he wants to lower our taxes. Then who's gonna pay for his extravagant trips back and forth with his fam to his golf resorts and his mansions? Same shit that he tormented Hillary for and he slandered, then does it more from his endorsement of Bannon, support for the Klansmen, tiki torches in hand for the soldier that's blackened, comes home from Iraq and is still told to go back to Africa, forking a dagger in this racist 94-year-old grandpa who keeps ignoring our past historical deplorable factors. Now if you're a black athlete, you're a spoiled little brat for trying to use your platform or your stature to try to give those a voice who don't have one. He says you're spitting in the face of vets who fought for us, you bastards. 
Unless you're a POW who's tortured and battered cause to him you're zeros cause he don't like his war heroes captured. That's not disrespecting the military. that. This is for Colin. Ball up a fist. And keep that shit bald like Donald the bitch. He's gonna get rid of all immigrants. He's gonna build that thing up taller than this. Well, if he does build it, I hope it's rock solid with bricks. Cause like him in politics, I'm using all of his tricks. Cause I'm throwing that piece of shit against the wall till it sticks. And any fan of mine who's a supporter of his, I'm drawing in the sand a line you're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more in your split on who you should stand beside, I'll do it for you with this. You. The rest of America, stand up. We love our military and we love our country. But we hate Trump! Um, so a lot of celebrities, um, LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick uh, thanked him for this. And um, yeah, so I guess, so I'm reading a, a Vogue article, y'all. <laughs> Look at Vogue trying to get woke. But this is a really good article. And um, what it says is, was it breaking news when a tribe called Quest took the Saturday Night, Light, Night Live stage with We the People, a song that took aim at the divisiveness of the election cycle and the violently anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBT rhetoric that has surfaced? Was it breaking news when Kendrick Lamar performed Humble in DNA? at this year's VMAs, mm -hmm. using burning dancers to symbolize the nation's persistent racial injustice. Um, and the point is, is that hip hop, anti-Trump sentiment in hip hop isn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hip hop is so rooted in protest mm -hmm. and ex um, explaining systematic injustices in black communities in America and beyond actually mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons hip-hop has become hip-hop really is the voice of the younger class and marginalized communities you can see marginalized communities all over the world taking up hip-hop to mm -hmm. use it to yeah. um, protest uh, civil unrest civil disobedience um, policy etc cetera, etc cetera. and activism so the question is why is it a big deal when Eminem does it yeah so going to so i know that of course my first reaction was like yeah what is the big deal and then i thought wait a minute perhaps um like instead of that being the conversation the conversation should be about how eminem is using his place and his privilege to speak to his people yeah. because apparently a lot of his fans are rural and white yeah and so he's i really do think and i'm gonna i'm gonna go against the grain a little bit here and i'm gonna say that we need the m&ms 
And I'm going to say that we need the M&Ms to be able to translate what we're saying as marginalized communities to bridge that divide to rural communities and rural white communities and black people can't do that. Yeah. Or marginalized communities can't do that. Not as effectively as he can. Yeah. So I say woo woo. And I know I'm I know I know the the undercurrents of white people. I I just talked about white people yeah. getting more credit than they deserve for some of the things that they do, but I also realize that we do need them. And we do need the M&Ms of the world in a way. Mhm. Yeah, like I was surprised about it because I guess in my own ignorance I figured that Eminem would be a Trump supporter. Like oh, a I redneck. never did. Sorry? Like you thought he was like a redneck kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um just because yeah, he seems like a redneck despite growing up like in Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um So I I totally understand your point, Erica. Um, and that, like, he needs to be the translator and, like, people are going to listen to people who look like them. Yes. Yeah. Um, it well, The video is very bizarre. Okay, so I'm going to get to the video. <laughs> it was so weird. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Bailey. I was just going to say, like, I think when it comes to, like, I think that that could be an example of true allyship. You know, like, that's, when we talk about allyship, it is about using your privilege to do things that people of color or other marginalized, whatever the group is, can't or haven't been able to break through yet. And to me, it's different than that, um, what's his face, Macklemore. Mm-hmm. Um, like, remember when Macklemore got the, the uh, hip hop award and then he was like, I texted Kendrick and told him, and then he like put up a screenshot of him texting Kendrick Lamar, and we were all like, okay. You know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, we're like, mm. like, he didn't actually then use that privilege to do anything good, whereas, like, I think Eminem is trying. Yeah, I, I do, I don't know what I was going to say here. Well, let me just talk about the video here. <laughs> um, I got a Facebook comment forwarded to me about this, and it was it was in Spanish, so I got to translate. <laughs> but um, somebody said something very poignant, and it has to do with the video, Aaron. Mm-hmm. He said, now Eminem joins the choir of liberals crying over Trump, but still, quote-unquote, love their military servicemen and women. But of course, seven people of color quietly behind him because his, this is the white kid that knows and can say things. Of course, with obvious consequences to sales. Hmm. So there's a lot to unpack in that comment. But, yeah. you know, I do agree that like the seven black props behind him yeah. were a bit much. Yeah, it seemed um, a little white savior. It does seem a little white savory at the same time. But I'm not here for perfection. <laughs> no. I really no. I I recognize the 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 yeah. problems with it. Yeah, uh, I liked his call to action. I don't think like you know you're either with me or against me. Yeah. Um, I don't. From what I've seen of people I know who are Trump supporters and the people that they know on Facebook. They these people are very, like they talk about oh you know, 
Beyonce or Jay Z, they 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 don't like oh that Jay Z like talks about like uses the, this language and whatever. And so I do wonder the degree to which a lot of these white Republicans or hick like white whatever you want to call them are actually still listening to Eminem. Hmm. Particularly since he's been quiet for very many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, especially because, like, we all know Eminem's not perfect and very problematic himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they find Jay Z offensive, they Jay Z doesn't logic, look like them. Yeah, but logic would then detail like, logic. <laughs> No, but like, like Eminem's raps are way more misogynistic and violent than anything that Jay Z has done. Yeah, but he, I think if, because Eminem is white, they make they excuses can, for him. Yeah, and they can like I feel like they almost see themselves reflected more in, in Eminem's Eminem. violence and than they would in in Jay Z's. Yeah, he's talking about drugs, and they're like, oh, drugs. Like, I don't know what it means to stand on a corner, I, but they know what it means to want to beat the shit out of they, their wife. Yeah, and they talk, yeah, they do say, they do come over, he was a drug dealer, what a dope slinger, and all yeah. these, like, coded but, language. Yeah, but I think that's class, too, involved there, because that sounds very, um, I have a college degree. Mm. It, yeah, because I doubt people in, like, Kentucky and stuff are, like, who, like, are facing, like, a whole meth epidemic yeah. are like you know jay-z really shouldn't talk about marijuana like yeah, i don't right. think that that's them yet those are more of eminem's um support yeah comes from there so mm-hmm. i think we're just talking about two different white populations right yeah based on class because i i do get the moral high ground white people and i'm just like i i'm just like how nice for you that you could sit there and and you know, castigate people for doing what you would never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've never had to do certain things. So nice try. Have you had a hardship in life, actually? Have yeah. you? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I, I just think they're just different people. But I think for the people, let's say, in the Appalachians or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I'm really stereotyping. Sorry, America. The Appalachians. Well, the Appalachians do have a meth crisis, though. You're right. Exactly. And they're rural <laughs> and they're white. So I'm like, am I wrong? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I think of or Ohio or more of the steel town, especially, especially the working white, the, the, the white working belt. class. Well, the Rust Belt is like yes. Detroit, Pittsburgh. Yes. They, those are his fans. That's his yeah. base. And aren't these the ones we want or to get Baltimore. to? Baltimore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Aren't these the white people we want to get to? Yeah. I mean, the elites are the elites. They'll, they'll chase money, whatever. Right. And they yeah. will. And and most a lot, a lot of elite people to me or people in those classes are just concerned with their money and their and their and their um, their reputation. They're probably not listening to hip hop. They're not listening to hip hop. Yeah. They're I like listening it. to like Arcade Fire. Yes, exactly. They're definitely not li- oh, yeah. Yeah. True. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm going to give Eminem. A pass. A pass. Yeah. I'm going to okay. give him a pass. And I, I'm, I'm feeling very proud of myself for doing <laughs> this because I don't think it's right for me to, you know, chastise white people on one hand for not doing the work. And then when they use whatever platform they have to do some work, 
I don't say, you know what? I see that you're doing the work. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a pass because, yes, you're problematic, but that's probably why you appeal to the people you can talk to. Yeah. Baby so. steps. Yeah. Baby, Baby steps. steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Great. All right. And then the next M&M might be less, mis- like, not be a misogynist. Maybe. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. We're saying. You're going to get there day I by know day. progress <laughs> versus hope. I know, I know, I know. Well, um, so it's time now for the misogynist of the week. Gee. We need a break because I'm not ready for this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we should all take a... The summary. Okay, now we're recording. Uh, do you want me to do uh, it? No. Do you want to do it? Yeah, it's fine. Um, we are recording, right? We're good? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, now our misogynist of the week. And to be honest, we really had no choice. Yeah, there was no choice on this one. <laughs> Who else could it be? Uh, uh, I'm, to be honest, I'm so sick of hearing about it. Um, but of course, this week, our misogynist of the week is... Harvey Weinstein, the disgusting human. Yes, that was a good intro. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he looks bloated. It is so gross. I'm going to get oh. a lot of heat for this, but he is like human Jabba the Hutt. He totally, mm. that's exactly what he is. Oh my gosh, yes. And yeah. he wants his princess Leia's. Like, yeah. Chained up in the fucking bikini. Nope. Well, and when I looked at all of the women that he assaulted, there is like a real type He's got a real type. Oh, yeah, the waif kind of. Yeah, this sort of ingenue yeah. kind of. Yeah. Anyway, um, and anyway as what we happened? Know, as we know, it was about 10 days ago where the New York Times published a story that detailed this sexual assault and harassment allegations against Harvey Weinstein. Following that, uh, the New Yorker Rowan, uh, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Rowan Farrow. I was like, it's famous people. Uh, Rowan Farrow uh, post, uh, published a, another article, a much more detailed article in the New York in the New Yorker, um, and I think that just is because of the types of publications they are. Mm-hmm. The New Yorker is much more narrative. Yeah, yeah. it's more like a Vanity Fair, and the Times yeah. is much yeah. more like these are the facts. Yeah, and then yeah. like an hour after that New Yorker piece was published, the New York Times published another story. Oh wow, the one about Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie. Right. Because they had written in and said that this happened to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so basically, uh, Harvey Weinstein went on leave, said he was suing the New York Times, and then was fired from his company, from the board. Um, He is apparently in some sort of treatment in Europe. Oh, yes, because he's a sex addict. Because he's a sex addict. Which is what we call misogynist rapists now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the Weinstein company is either is now at the point where they're probably selling the whole company for parts. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. They're, they're, they've basically said that it's unsalvageable. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Weinstein company is uns. Okay. Okay. Let's just take they, this in. They have thought about renaming it and they had like have removed his <laughs> harvey weinstein's name Ain't nobody gonna forget from those all receipts. The, from no. all of the credits um and there was word that like jay-z wanted to buy harvey weinstein i i saw that in the yeah, yeah yeah oh wow and then jay-z's like mm, no 
that's too much of a clusterfuck for me. To to be honest, that surprises me because I think we've been giving powerful predators in Hollywood a pass for a very long time. And there's a lot of men who have had allegations made against them and they have gone on to do just fine. You know what? The Internet wiped out a lot of fortunes. That's true. Of yeah. That's true. Like of of these dudes. Like yeah. we were just talking about um, um, old bag of bones there, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> And his shitty ass, like cat pissy, cat pissed mansion. And I'm like, yeah, the internet made you, you know, irrelevant. So that's why your mansion smells like cat piss. That's true. That's why maybe like Roman Polanski was able to keep going, but like Johnny Depp's latest movie just like, yeah, tagged. Tum- yeah. It depends on, well, it was, was it I also mean, like Pirates of the but... Caribbean, like 18. Something yeah, like, like that's mm-hmm. just, I need a chat. Like the Land Before Time Chronicles <laughs> that had like 30 versions of it. And and also, like, um... like Johnny Depp's just making movies now so that he can pay off his debts yeah or live his lifestyle yeah that's true very bizarre that's true um so because you know he didn't have to pay much to abandon her or did he i i don't know uh, i don't know what the settlement was i don't think it became public yeah okay so Uh, lilo Lindsay lohan though lilo lilo she says that Harvey Weinstein never did anything to her. Would she even know? Like, <laughs> and and so thusly, everyone's lying about him. And nobody. Be, they should just shut their mouths and stop talking. Yeah. I just like nobody. She cares. gave him an angel emoji. She did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is bizarre. Who's listening to Lindsay Lohan? No, I, I'm more interested in Middle Ben Eastern Affleck. I'm more interested in this Ben Affleck. Like, like, I don't know side like. Like, this thing spawned off into a whole bunch oh. of shit. Yeah, it did. And next thing you know, I'm like, I'm like, what is, why is Ben Affleck trending? And I went, oh. Like, basically, it's very Rob's Pierre, Robespierre right now, in, like, Twitter land especially. And, like, it's really exciting, like, to be honest. It's, it's no surprise that Ben Affleck, or I guess this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone that Ben Affleck is a garbage human. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But and like, I didn't realize the degree to which he was a garbage human, and yeah. the degree to which he played both sides. That's yes. what was yeah. shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, you did this. You're on Twitter, and yet your ego cannot understand that this too can happen to you, sir. And so Ben Affleck tweeted out how he's shocked and horrified because every man in Hollywood is yeah. shocked and fucking horrified. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Ashley Judd said, I think her mother fucking told her. Ben yeah. Affleck knew himself. You saw the fucking what he, what, yeah. the Rose McGowan story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then Rose McGowan tweets out, no, bitch. You're part of the problem. She, yeah, because apparently she mentioned it to Ben Affleck at a party many years ago, and he was in disbelief and was like, what? I told him to stop doing this. Yeah. Well, and apparently Brad Pitt also confronted him. So, yeah, so the Brad Pitt thing, like... Wait, I'm not done with Ben Affleck. <laughs> he, he didn't... Drag he, him more. Didn't he, didn't he, too, commit some sort of sexual... Yeah, he grabbed harass. the ass of... Um, no, and he th- grabbed some woman's chest on TV on, like, a oh, reporter. Yeah, yeah Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then he had his mea culpa. And I'm like, fuck you, Ben Affleck. <laughs> the juxtaposition, because he 
there was two tweets. I swear to God, it was like within like 16 hours. Okay? It was the statement on Harvey Weinstein followed immediate, like, well, the next tweet was, I acted inappropriately to Ms. whoever her name is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Like, okay. the language that he used against Harvey or towards Harvey Weinstein was like much more severe than, marginally more severe than what he said about it being inappropriate to grab a reporter. Yeah. But uh, again, it like goes to show you that if, and I tweeted this earlier, like if you're a predator, you will get found out. You, this should serve Gian Gomeshi, Harvey Weinstein, like all of these powerful men who are predators and they know they're predators. Mm-hmm. They're predatory. Let's look at the difference in media response between yeah. the Harvey Weinstein situation, which the end, the New York Times actually investigated, reported, whatever, and the Gian Gameshi, and how the Canadian media treated that case. Because yeah. they were awful. They went, I don't know when the Canadian media became advocates for like, white male incorporated and he's not even white he's yeah. just male but male they're all incorporated. white and male yeah and so like the gameshi thing because he held he was in such high esteem we have an we have an obscene obsession with authority and the cbc and the cbc <laughs> we love the cbc i don't i don't know i mean i also like but yeah. i am i i'm cool okay <laughs> and so like I really do look at the the difference in coverage mm-hmm. and the difference in the groundswell of yes support for these women and it's really it's touching. Yeah. Because with the women boycott Twitter whatever uh you got to see women's stories. Yeah. That never happened with Gameshi and it never well it did actually. I feel like it did at, on in some way. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Right, but it just goes to show, like, south of the border is a different reaction from, like, up here, where I really do think the misogyny is just so ingrained mm-hmm. in our institutions and culture that we're, like, meh, okay with it. Yeah. I think there's... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's a difference, too, in the, the exposure of R. Kelly and his power abuses and Harvey Weinstein too but again it's about I mean most of Harvey Weinstein's at least the women that I've seen have come forward have all been white yes yes and the women that were coming forward about R. Kelly were black yeah 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 Uh, yeah, so like I when I saw this it was no surprise to me not because I'd heard things about Harvey Weinstein and I'm that important um, (laughs) but because like it he's looks like a lecherous creep yeah Jabba the Hutt is Perfect. Yeah, like you can see, like he's always like super close to like his young ingenues when on Oscar night next to them in the photos and yeah. whatever. So like, of course. Um, and I was like, I thought, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This does seem like very similar to the Giango Meshi thing. But then I realized it, while there are similar components, it's not because mm-hmm. Gian wasn't the single gatekeeper to an entire industry but he yeah. was a gatekeeper he was a gatekeeper yeah and yeah. he was a gatekeeper for a specific thing but you could still have a career in the radio in media in canada without without fucking, without fucking him and also yeah. like a lot of the people that gian abused were kind of 
under the guise of a romantic relationship. Yeah. But I'm just talking yeah. about the sure. media. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whereas Harvey Weinstein, like you can be blackballed in all of Hollywood if you this is true. Get and on that, his bad side. And this is the thing, like, this is a man who shaped American <laughs> culture for a generation. Yeah. You gotta if you're in that generation, thank you God I was not born in the nineties. I, I just mm-hmm. you know, or or the late eighties, because even eighty seven is questionable. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you're around the time when Guns N' Roses premiered and debuted, I'm just like, mm, you're suspect. <laughs> Love you. Um, I, think, I joke. I, think, I joke. But I'm just saying that, that this man had such enormous power that he had like three different like like locations for his yeah. his intake system. The Savoy in yes. London and the it's and in peninsula. New York and the Peninsula and Beverly Hills. The man basically, I almost like if he were selling them off, I would be like, this would be a ch- sex trafficking ring. Yeah. Like if you really think about it, like yeah. that's how close it was. And I feel like we allowed this man to shape our ideals. I know. Well, and I'm sure that there are, uh, like, white dudes out there who are like, well, why would they take a meeting in a hotel room? Like, what did they think was going to happen? But, like... Meetings are in hotel rooms all the time. All the time. So, um, Lainey Gossip, they did a special oh, podcast on the Harvey Weinstein. Did they come back early for that? Because they I... a special one-off, and they're coming mm. back for full season in November. Okay. Because I was wondering, because they were all... And as someone, like, her and her co-host, they work in the entertainment industry. They say meetings in hotels and in hotel rooms are the norm yeah you know she's they're like we've both been in meetings in hotel rooms and sometimes it's a suite where there's a living room and a bedroom but also a lot of the time it's just a normal hotel room when like you're sitting there and there's the bed wow um and so like it's not unusual and for us it seems very very bizarre and uncomfortable but like that's just the way it is because like you don't want to have your celebrity being interviewed or getting their makeup done in the middle of whatever. In the middle of the hotel yeah, lobby you don't bar. Wanna, you yeah. don't want to be discussing upcoming projects in the middle of a lobby bar, yeah. right? Yeah. And in, like, yeah. nobody wants that. No, no. So, yeah, I could, like, that's no what I'm contract saying. Contract negotiations. Anything. Yeah, I well, mean, these yeah. are people who are celebrities, okay? Yeah. And, like, no matter what, if, if there is, like, if I'm an actress who wants to get into a Weinstein movie... I'm gonna take the meeting. It doesn't. He could say we're gonna meet on the edge of the Grand Canyon. I'd be like, "Fuck, okay." Like, I'm gonna take the meeting. <laughs> this you is know? true. I don't know. Yeah. Grand, for whatever reason, the Grand Canyon is like the most dangerous place I could think of at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Side of a highway. It's maybe. not a dangerous James place. James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that's really interesting to me is knowing that sexual violence is about power and control and knowing that this is the most powerful man in Hollywood. Like, why did he need that much more? Like, what about it? Like, like that's what's really interesting to me, too. Like, he got, like, drunk on his own power of being, you know, the Weinstein Company, but then, like, he had to even take it further. Absolute power yeah. corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just the way it is. Once you amass a certain amount of power, you just want more. Because, like, imagine, like, in especially in entertainment, Miramax Films, 
when you saw Miramax films, mm-hmm. you were like, and it's not only films, it's TV shows. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a Can we just, and sorry, but can we talk about calling out people's feminism? Because this guy was a big time feminist. Yeah, he mm. wanted to be, he wanted to give, look like a feminist without being a feminist. Exactly, which is very Trudeau in my, which brings me to the, the, um, the, can con no. <laughs> to to Trudeau's um, op-ed in was it oh, Marie yeah. Claire Marie Claire yeah um, in Marie Claire this week about you know why he's raising his kids as feminist and I'm just like I'm sorry but where's your feminism mm-hmm. where are mm-hmm. the receipts where is that gender lens on yeah the tax where bill? is the gender yeah. lens on the tax bill why why don't you give status of women the power to weigh into policy, everybody's policy. Yeah. Empower them. Where where are the acts? Mm. And this is my problem. Nobody wants to like police feminism and I'm like, fucking yeah, you police it. Because if it weren't police, we wouldn't be talking about intersectional feminism. We wouldn't be challenging the Weinsteins, Mm -hmm. which we don't. We wouldn't see that our our culture is diseased with misogyny when we just when you know a president was just elected who yeah. admitted to grabbing pussy. Guess yeah. what? I'm saying Trump is the best thing that happened to some of these issues <laughs> because ask yourself: Would Weinstein had been a break like a breakthrough? Yeah. Would we know about this? We probably would, but would it be such a big thing if it weren't for? Trump laying the groundwork for showing us where we are and who we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that does make me wonder. So, like, just like with Django Meshi, everybody sort of knew. (laughs) Everyone sort of knew about Harvey Weinstein. Yes. And there was whisperings and stuff. Like, and so that's why it reminded me of the right. And so, like, with Django Meshi, Carla Kitchiani had like come out and kind of done a blind item like years before anything yes. happened. And, and I remember like, reading that yeah. in like, I, I want to say 2006 or something. Yeah. Like way back then. But she got then. like so violently harassed for saying yes. that because a lot of people assumed yes. it was him. And, you know, he was like this Canadian demigod at the time and everyone was like, and he did the fake feminism thing. And I feel like a lot of these predators are using feminism as a ploy to trap women yes it very much so and and like how do we know how the new york times found out about this like did someone it was a 10-month investigation a 10-month so obviously someone tipped them and then they had been like i think they like i I because everybody knew i think it was more of an everybody knew and finally they couldn't not once once somebody started investigating they couldn't like the dam broke probably right yeah yeah right 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 because you know like i'm not sure if if our um our um settle settlements are public record right are no, they not so. private i think there can be okay. i think there can and i think there's probably like then non-disclosure of things course okay so it's Which not is public a record. big issue like yeah. there are a couple uh lawmakers in I new york state say, yeah who are looking to uh, not, ban those types of non-disclosure agreements where you can't speak out against issues related to sexual harassment and assault. Well, I think that's too narrowly defined, and I think banning is not the issue. I think non-disclosure agreements cannot supersede criminal acts. I think that's just like, like how it can supersede criminality is beyond me. Yeah. Mm. I think that's just that's the way the law should be written, yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah. This whole thing, like the one that thing that really is driving me up the wall 
is this fucking virtue signaling from the fucking Republicans Hmm. saying that, oh, well, Harvey Weinstein gave money to all these Democrats, therefore they're guilty too. They knew about it too. Fuck you. You're actually a sexual assaulter. Yeah. But you're like a and Republican, and look what your party's doing. Are, you know, you guys have Bill O'Reilly, you have Roger Ailes. Stop. You Trump. have, um, what's his face, who just, uh, Tim Murphy, who is resigning from the House of Representatives because he got his uh, mistress pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, my God. And what about, like, that wiener? Isn't That's he a Republican? Oh, he's a Democrat. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's certifiable. <laughs> yeah, he's actually got an issue. Um, so, like, Stop He's trying to say that this is only a democratic problem. Well, and I don't think you should ever t- turn something like sexual violence into a political, a political stunt. Like, that's like making it, like, this should be a nonpartisan issue. Also for him, like, Trump has gone saying, well, I, I can't believe that they're surprised that, like, everyone knew, like, this, I'm sorry. Well... We Pardon? didn't. We didn't all say we just grab women by the pussy whenever we feel like it. <laughs> like this yeah. isn't like okay. Yeah. But then the, oh, the other thing that I started seeing the, like the first couple of days it came out was the discussion of Mike Pence, vice president, and uh, his his belief that or his own personal stance on not hanging out with women without his wife present. Ooh, we talked about this. <laughs> well, you know that I support that. <laughs> But not so that he doesn't sexually assault women. Just like, I just don't think it's appropriate. In a social context. In a social context. Yeah. I just don't want my husband to go on dates with other women. <laughs> dates? <laughs> Remember I got called a what fake about... feminist for this. I know. I know you I did. Know. That was hilarious. But like, why, why, are we get, why are those the only options? A date or a sexual assault. Like, <gasps> no, 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 no. No, no, but like, why can like, you know, a man, regardless of the situation, only see a woman, professional or social, mm. when their wife is present? Right. Like, why is that the? Why do we have to go from one extreme to the other? Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um. It goes back to just seeing women as sex objects. That's right. And that you can't Rape form culture. a relationship yeah. with them any, in any other capacity besides wanting yeah. to have sex with them. Yeah, and, and it goes back to um, women being tools of your pleasure. So if you're pleasured by women, it must be the tool's fault. Right. Yeah. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did something. She went to a hotel room. She asked for it. It's all of this. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. do think mm-hmm. that there's this, like, thing in our culture, and it's the Madonna horse. It's just so much. And oh, I just, yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I see um, somebody's hoot suite open. Uh, the Actually, the Academy, Motion, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences Board of Governors just uh, expelled Harvey Weinstein Ooh. from the Academy. Ira, so, Ira Madison. News. Ira oh. Madison. I don't, tweeted I don't know about what that. that means. It means they're trying to scrub his name off the walls. Does that mean that he, like, so could any Weinstein movies now, like, win an Academy Award? Or is he, like, totally, like, I think an so. Indie I think he's just taking out now? of, like, decision-making. Because, hmm. like, there's people who get voting rights. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Interesting. 
and they are the ones who pick the movies that win. What bums me out about this, though, is that, again, it had to take, like, 30 women coming forward plus, like, 10 months of investigation by a, you know, national newspaper before we believed women. Ooh, it it says he's been officially voted out of the academy. Yeah. Got voted off the island. Yeah. You know, like... uh, uh, if we had just believed, like, one of the first yeah. women right from the get-go, then we wouldn't, yeah. ha- like... But also, oh my like, there's a lot of things. Like, we haven't talked about the complicity of, like, all the other men in Hollywood. And I don't yeah. want to just because, like, that's such a... Well. It's an old boys club. They all knew about it. conversation. Can, and, 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 and women's complicity in that male culture too sure. because there are female executives that knew about it too and did not not even executives yeah yeah assistants yeah well, and apparently well, i don't want to i don't want to hire system but yeah. i don't want to blame the assistants because they're the most um vulnerable yeah. Yeah. yeah they have no power but let's talk about the executives who sure. had power and could like well, could. it's the complicity of the entire system. The, yeah. the entire system. Donna Karan saying that <gasps> women ask for it by the way that they dress. Donna Karan? I was just like, it's a good thing I never really copped on to her DKNY Ew, bullshit. Because they never really... not good. They, no. no, it's not. It's they started trash. selling it in Sears. <gasps> oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was Mike a was visceral hot. reaction. <laughs> but yeah, they did. Yeah. This um, woman literally said, and I feel like... I feel like there's a clip of this somewhere. But anyway, whatever. Um, there is. There's a video in that thing. Oh. <laughs> um. This woman basically, she honestly said that we should think about the way we're dressing and that she smiles. Maybe we asked for it. And then she smiles. And I'm like, bitch, are you that, una- like, so unaware so lacking self-awareness that you are the one who creates those clothes that the women wear to go up to hotel rooms to take meetings with them. Well, and how are you supposed to dress when you're working in an industry that sexualizes you only? And the only role that you can get as a woman in Hollywood is a sex role you know like a sex pot like or you're somebody's yeah. mother and when you're like 60 i'm so i'm so glad donna karen is so passe yeah i saw people this is i saw people i did i saw people burning their dkny shit on twitter and i was like yes power to the people <laughs> but yeah. yeah i mean i think that there's a lot of complicity like you said like men in hollywood and just the whole the whole hollywood system and again it's like if this is what the most powerful man in Hollywood is doing, then, like, I just don't know what is... Uh, obviously, the answer is to have more women in power, right? So yeah. that we're not, like, dr- drunk on power. I don't think yeah. that's the only well, thing, though. Like, these women in power have their own in- internalized misogyny. And, yeah. and And they have to go through the you know, the the footsteps of the old boys to be in the club, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just honorary members. Yeah. They're not really members, right? So they have to toe the line more so. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like earlier when we were talking about um, Tamika Mallory yeah. Of, yeah. of the women's movement. She's their token. Yeah. These women, in other words, to gain power, have to do exactly as men. And they're, remember we talk about that old feminism? Yeah. That, that, that sort like, of, up, yeah. you know, just... Just, just whatever. Be just, a man. Just do the boys' club yeah, and then play yeah, the game and or whatever. And play the game. Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. I, mean, I don't want to play that game. I just want to do me. Yeah. And I'm a woman, and I don't see the problem. And so 
I, I think that the structure itself needs an examination because obviously this is not, it's not just, we're seeing this in entertainment. It's mm-hmm. really easy. The entertainment industry is really easy fodder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what about your Google employee or your janitor? Yeah. Or the public service? Yeah. That has apparently a harassment problem. Yeah. And so um, it just goes to show that all of these um, examples of power and institutional power and just like people who are allowed to shape these institutions and what they shape it into and how when we talk about rape color culture (laughs) how it's disseminated yeah Mm -hmm. and how it's crafted and how american beauty is a problem as a movie and i always hated that movie i really did i never liked it i was like this is gross (laughs) i was like i was like you need to get your shit together, you sexual predator. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it honestly glorified a sense of sexual predator. And I'm like, how, am I the only one who's seeing this? Why does everybody love this movie? Yeah. It, it was creepy to me. Well, yeah. But it, was, it became motion picture of the year. So maybe the Academy needs to do more than scrub the walls. Maybe it has to look at its own filthy, its own filth. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, that's just my thing. <sighs> We're fucked. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness well, for Twitter. That was really uplifting. <laughs> Yay. <sighs> so is that... I'm in a good on mood. That note, are we going to end it on that? <laughs> I, well, sad. I'm in a good mood. Okay, I, good. It didn't bring you down. No, I'm just like... Don't I'm let like, the man get you down, Erica. You know why? Because I'm so excited about who the fuck is going to come out of this woodwork and be like, be like Jason Moma had to apologize recently. Like, I'm like, it really is the French revolution out here well, in these streets. Yeah. I'm here for it. And so like, like calling out all these men who treat uh, women like trash and who all of a sudden are on back are backpedaling because now everybody's looking at them. Like I'm not buying your product. It's amazing. That is amazing. Come on. Well, and if you are a predator, uh, like a predatory man, we will find you. We will find bitch. you, but you can you can stop now. There are programs to help you. You can enter into programs that will teach you to like reassess your misogyny. So, but like, also, you should do that. Don't hide behind being a sex addict because that's not, probably not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're a misogynist. And we will check your feminism. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> I like this episode. This is one of my faves to to like record. I feel like so good. Yeah, I'm oh, so good. happy for you. I just say <laughs> anyway. Follow us on Twitter at bad and bitchy on Instagram at bad and bitchy pod on Facebook dot com forward slash bad and be podcast and email us love notes, hate notes, suggestions for things to talk about, hot tips. Hot tips on who's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, or anything else, really. Just maybe maybe if you want a pen pal. Sure. Uh, badandbpod at gmail.com. That, that's my All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 bye.